spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system. Hello and welcome to the unnumbered uh, episode of Subliminal Deception Podcast, your <laughs> weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit. The uh, We're doing something a little different this week. We will not be releasing a regularly scheduled episode, and that is because Phil is on vacation and Phil actually traveled to Minnesota, so we we don't really have time to release a, do the research and everything for a regularly scheduled episode, so... What are we going to do here today, Phil? Well, basically, we're just going to have a little uh, little banter episode, kind of back and forth, you know, state of the podcast type situation. Yeah, this past weekend, I was hanging out with you up in Minnesota. We were far too busy watching Chuck Norris movies and other shitty movies to, uh, you know, research and write an episode. So. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes you just need a little rest and recovery. Uh, the Arizona pollution... I believe has gotten Phil. You might hear he sounds like a distinguished gentleman right now. Yeah. So my nose was actually starting to clear up when I was up in Minnesota. And then I got back here pretty much that night after I got back, it just started clogging up again. So it's either the pollution, all of the weird shit that the desert has out here or my AC, probably my AC. Yeah. Cause I spent a lot of time inside since I got back. So <laughs> yeah, probably one of the uh, combination of one of those things. So yeah. um, you you flew back on, let's see, Tuesday morning, right? Uh, yes. What have, you, what have you been up to since then, Phil? Uh, I've been kind of hanging out. Uh, I did a little bit of shopping today and yesterday, um, kind of trying to, since I have a little bit of time off, trying to kind of get some things in my apartment situated, make it look and feel a little bit better. I actually went to Barnes & Noble today and bought a couple books to put on my coffee table so I look a little bit more distinguished, I guess. When, <laughs> they, when I, I don't have friends or visitors, but if I did, they would they would think highly of me. They'd think, God damn, this guy is fancy as fuck. Uh, so what, what books are the conspiracy books? Are they like just generic books that make you look really good? Well, I did buy one, like the big hardcover book on the Dark Ages, Kind of okay. interesting. It's got a bunch of pictures in it. So if anyone flips through it, they could probably be interested in, you know, in the pictures. So Usually like a good one to put on your coffee table is, uh, <laughs> I can't think of their name, Joanna and Chet, maybe, uh, the home improvement people. That's a good oh. one. You, you have that uh, from the Fixer Upper. I think it's called Fixer Upper or something like that. You put that on the coffee table. You you look really fancy Depending on your political beliefs, you could put the art of the deal on there, um, depending on <laughs> which side of the or, fence you live or, on. Or the Bible, if you're into fairy tales. Yeah. You know, yeah, you can do thing. that. What if you like put a giant-ass Bible on there, and you're like, if someone asked you about it, you're like, well, you know what? I like to read fairy tales to the kids every night before bed. <laughs> so, And this one has 1,500 fairy tales in it, so it's quite good. 
Yeah, I'm pretty big into hero tales and the the whole, you know, the mythological study of the ancient world. I li- I like a little oh. incest and sodomy involved with my hero ta- uh, hero tales there. Um which the button. <laughs> uh yeah, with the uh So what was the other book? You got the Dark Ages and then what's the other one? Oh. So uh, I bought some uh books for my bookshelf. It's uh so there's a series that I've been reading. Uh the Basically, I'm not going to bore with bore you with it. It's a uh, like a fantasy series. So there, I read the first book in this series, and I thought it was pretty good. And uh, I decided that I would give the second and third book a try. So basically, I just I just bought the uh, the next two volumes in that series. That's going on my my bookshelf though that I just bought about a month ago. All right, all right. It's yeah. uh, so you've got at least got some entertainment for a while there um yeah that's uh that's pretty cool i haven't read a book in quite a while actually i i feel like i should do that um there was a book that caught my interest actually i think it was about the guy who invented uh lobotomies uh yeah it looked kind of good i feel like that'd be a book that's like right up my alley last pot on the left actually did a great series on that guy and kind of like how he made up his own surgery for it. Very crazy, very crazy story. Yeah, yeah, I remember that series. I bet the, I bet the book has like, you know, a shitload more. You know what I mean? Like more details and and things like that. Side, side things yeah. about different doctors and what whatnot. But uh, yeah, I should I should read again. I haven't read, but now that NFL's starting, Phil tonight is oh. the. Are you watching the game tonight? Yes, I am going to watch the game tonight. So it is who is it's the Bucks and Cowboys. The Bucks and Cowboys. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Well, Tom Brady, he's going to be starting for the Bucks. Is Dak Prescott? Do you know if he's starting? Is he 100%? Yeah, he's starting. He is. Okay. His ankle yeah, fell off be... last year, but he's he's <laughs> going to be going today. That's what I was wondering because like did they did they do the surgery to basically like re-adhere his leg back together? Pretty much. Yeah, so. it's. I'm a little confused because obviously they had the Cowboys on Hard Knocks, but and they were kind of talking about his ankle surgery. Man, they replayed that fucking ankle busting like oh. ten times. I was just like, all right, that's enough HBO. But uh, yeah, they're like, he had to have two separate surgeries on it or something like that. So it was kind of uh, kind of weird. But they don't really go into detail about what exactly happened to him, but. Apparently, it took more than one surgery to fix that. It's amazing. I mean, 20 years ago, he wouldn't even be able to walk. And he's back on the field next season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just the the crazy amount of fucking, like the surgeries that they can do now. The things that they can use to, like the, the plates and the bolts and everything to put your legs back together. Just screw everything, you know, as long as there's good bone, I guess. Just yeah, kind it- of. You know, here's the thing, like, how do you get over that mental block that you're not someone's not going to land on you again and snap your fucking ankle off? Oh, I would be done. Like you would have to be top notch competitor to want to even get back on the field after something like that happens to you. I would I'd be like, okay, how much have I made? You know, guaranteed all this millions of dollars. I think I'm good with that. And I would just, you know. Basically, get a job. He could get a job as a coach anywhere. He could get a job as an announcer. Fuck, he could be a referee if he wants to. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, 
it's one of those situations where I'd just be done. I couldn't do it anymore. I, I wonder how much a ref gets paid, actually, in the NFL. I, I don't know. I know that you do have to work your way up. So you basically have to start off at like the, you know, like the high school, junior high ranks. And then you kind of, you know, get noted, you know, like you apply just like anything else and you kind of get upgraded. So I know that the guys in the NFL, basically, they've been through years and years of like being a referee. So I, th- I guess guys and gals now there's women doing it, too. I but. I feel like there's a lot of nepotism in mm. involved in being a like professional ref. But again, I I would I'd be curious how much they actually get paid because obviously the NFL is like a billion dollar industry, but I, yeah. I I don't know how much the refs gets paid. Here's the other thing. You're a ref, probably get a lot of death threats, right? A lot of death threats, and I imagine a lot of uh a lot of shadier fellas, a lot of mob hitmen, you know, a lot of bag men come in just trying to get you to, you know, look the other way on something or very I'd true. be a little bit I'd be a little bit worried about that. Like just kind of somebody showing up at my door, you know, like, the, you know, the whole like sending pictures of your kids in the mail to you and, you know, in front of their school and shit. I'd be worried about that kind of stuff, because even at the college level, that's like big business. The, uh, you know, trying to fix those games. So, you know what, that that actually could be like a pretty solid sub D episode. Like if <laughs> if the refs get bullied by organized uh uh, crime or some sort of criminal organization or something like that. Oh, the, uh, what was it? Like the 2000 and in the, in the 2000s, there was the LA Lakers versus Sacramento Kings with the ref who actually pled guilty to, well, I don't know if he actually had a trial, but he admitted that he was, uh, basically fixing the games. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Interesting. I mean, well, if he admitted to it, then you'd assume it probably uh, does happen more often than we think. Yeah, you go back and watch that. Uh, I I can't remember what year it was, but it was the Sacramento Kings versus the Lakers. It was uh, Vlade Divac basically couldn't even couldn't even play defense without getting a foul called on him. And it was just you would watch these and be like, he didn't even touch the guy, and a you know the whistle was blown on him. So so who who ended up winning? Lakers. Okay. All right. It, it was a miraculous comeback for the Lakers, pretty much. One of those deals. Was that like the sh- the Coke or <laughs> Kobe and Shaq <laughs> team? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Kobe and Shaq. And they were coached by uh, legendary, you know, Phil Jackson. Phil coach. Jackson. Okay. Yeah. The Bulls uh, coach, right? Yes. Yeah. He came back and uh, coached for the Lakers. Jesus, did that, how many fucking championships does that guy have? Well, he has six with the Bulls, and I think he has three or maybe three or four with the Lakers. So Yikes. maybe like nine or ten. God damn. Yeah. Maybe he was involved. Maybe he is a mafioso, and that's how he keeps like keeps winning or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, or he was using his mind control witchcraft to <laughs> affect the referee's it, judgment. If anybody who watched Save the Last Dance or whatever, uh, <laughs> okay, it's just the last dance, not the Save last, the yeah. Last Dance. Uh, but yeah, he does look like a powerful witch. I'm just going to yes. throw that out there. He does look like he knows how to conjure spells. He uh, he did say he 
He is involved in like Native American shamanism. I remember that. Yeah, there is a, he does a lot of the, was it, was it like Buddhism? Like the, he does like the Buddhist stuff too. I'm not sure. I just, I'm trying to remember back to that documentary, but yeah, it was a pretty good one. The, uh, I actually think Save the Last Dance um, actually killed that one girl's uh, career. I can't, Julia something. She was from. Styles? Is it Julia Styles? I don't is know. Is she the one who's always in the, like, girl who learns how to dance movies? <laughs> is it? I don't, I didn't, is that a genre? A film I girl? I believe it <laughs> is. She was, well, if it is, she's the, the queen of it, pretty much. No, she was from, in the, uh, the early 2000 movies about uh, basically a white chick learning how to dance. She was, I think she was in. Um, 10 Things I that? Hate About You. 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah, she was the older sister in that. She killed uh, Heath Ledger, I think. Oh, yeah. That's a deep, Definitely. deep conspiracy that Julie St- Julia Stiles uh, killed him, possibly. Maybe she maybe she did, maybe she didn't. I don't know. But uh, wasn't she on like 24 or what was that other? Was that Showtime one? Uh, oh. Kind of like that. Oh, I have no idea. Hmm. I can't. I just, I feel like she was on. No, she was in the Jason Bourne movies. Oh, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, now I remember that. Uh, yeah, have you uh, have you watched anything good since you've been back? Ooh, not really. Um, so I've been what I've been watching. I've been playing a lot of video games, kind of watching TV in between. Uh, I went to the pool a few times, and uh, so not really. Excuse me, not really that much. Um, nothing really of note, I guess. Just kind of crappy. I've been oh. Uh, actually, I started watching Star Trek Discovery, the first okay. season. The bad thing is they jumped the shark already in that first season when they started dealing with like parallel universes. So it went sideways a little bit, season one. So that Okay, is that the one with, uh, what's his name in it, pa- uh, Patrick Stewart? Patrick Stewart. That's uh, Next Generation. That's from like the 80s. Yeah, oh, the- Picard. 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 No, that's, that's called Picard. This okay. one is a different one. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like I've kind of heard of Discovery. It has the guy from Quantum Leap or something in it, right? It has... No, that's Enterprise. That's Scott, Scott Bakula. That's... <laughs> Scott... Uh, that's the 2000s. Why do you know that guy's name? How do I know his name? Yeah. Oh, I just rewatched Enterprise like a couple of years ago. Gotcha. So this one is basically about uh, the time frame... Like the time before the original Star Trek series, like when that, you know, in that timeline, this is like 10 years before that, when they were still fighting like the Klingons and everything. Gotcha. But okay. It basically, it basically just goes completely fucking off the rails sideways, um, like right away. So it's kind of weird like that, but. Huh. Okay. Interesting. Uh, did it, I wonder if everybody out there knows uh, how big of a Star Trek nerd you are, Phil. I'm not. I'm not that big, but I mean, I just you you really like it. Well, I I like some of it, but a lot of it's <laughs> kind of crappy. Uh yeah, you you're probably one of the only people I've known known who I think has watched all of the Star Trek movies. No, not all of them. Actually, I've only watched like the newer ones, the ones really? that have recently. The uh, so I never watched. You know, like any of the uh, the Captain Kirk. Movies, yeah, yeah, like the one through five. I've never watched those, but I have watched the ones with the next generation people in them. The uh, there was, let's see, 
God, what was it? First contact, and then there was like the other ones. So Nemesis. Nemesis. You have uh, what the hell's that other one? Insurrection. Insurrection. Yeah. Yeah. First contact. Uh, actually, not bad. Nemesis is kind of weird. Um, yeah. Doesn't isn't that the one where Data like has can like feel stuff or something? Nemesis. What's the one God. with the Borgs? Oh, that's first contact. Is it? What's the one where the, um, it's the drunk astronaut, and he's uh, he's trying to make con- or he they need him to make his spaceship or something so that the yeah, that, uh, that's first contact that has the Borg in it too. Yeah. Okay, I thought that was a separate movie where Picard becomes a Borg. Oh no, that's in the uh, so that happened in the series. But it happened in one of the movies too. I, I, maybe it's Nemesis. I don't know. Um, I swear it's one of them where he becomes like a, a Borg again, and the Borg like Queen does something to Data so he can like feel like a human. Yeah, that was Nemesis. That was uh, that was First Contact. Okay. Because he gets he gets captured while they're trying to take the Enterprise back. Data Got- does. Gotcha. Okay. It it was funny. I remember I, one of the only times I went to Comic-Con when it was in Minnesota, which I think is kind of fucking lame, to be honest with you. But they had uh, the actor who played Data, and I didn't even recognize him because you see Data, right. and he has sh- makeup caked on his face. But the people I was with knew who it was instantly and knew the actor's name, and I was like, Spiner. <laughs> How do you know that? Well, he's pretty he's pretty famous for that role. Yeah, well, it's and like I watch it, I watched a lot of Big Bang Theory, so they talk about him all the time on there. Ah, uh, I know the name from. Gotcha. Okay, I I did not know that. Um, okay, that makes more sense then, because I'm like, he he really wasn't in anything else besides Star Trek, right? No, not really. Okay, all right. Oh, I yeah. The sad thing is, a lot of those people didn't really get into a ton of other stuff. They kind of got typecasted. By you know doing that stuff, the Star Trek show. Who is the psychic girl? What is her name on the show? Oh, Deanna. Yeah, Deanna. I feel like her character is really annoying. Yeah, she was. She's uh. So they always put someone there for like the eye candy, and kind of like that was okay. that was her job. I always thought it was weird. Um, is it like the first or second season of Enterprise? They have like the security lady i don't remember her name and then they like kind of just she just like disappears are you talking about next next generation oh sorry yes yes next generation oh i know who you're talking about she has short blonde hair yeah and then she's like she's like one season she's an awesome character and then she just like vanishes and they put that like curly haired weird dude in there or is it the klingon guy Worf. i think her name was either tasha or sasha but yeah, they got rid of her after like the first or second season. And then the the spot that she was in, Worf took over that spot. Um Yeah, no. Uh yeah, they got rid of her for I don't I have no idea why, but yeah. That is weird. Cause she really wasn't ever she's was in like one movie I remember. Maybe she's in Event Horizon, I think. God, does that sound right? She's in one of I those have- movies. I have no idea. I've never seen her in anything else besides that show. Okay. So. I, I'm pretty sure she's in like Event Horizon or something like that. 
I, I don't know. I, I can't remember. It's just, I remember seeing her in something and it was really strange. It was another space something another. Um, I suppose you don't know her real name. Oh, no. I have no idea what her real name is. <laughs> yeah. Do you know the actor who plays Worf's real name? Ooh. No, I can't. <laughs> Not off the top of my head. No. How about um, Picard's uh, eye candy, the male co-captain or whatever? No. What the hell is Something, his name? Uh, I think he's dead, actually. No, I think he I think he does the voice for his character on um, Lower Decks, the new Star Trek cartoon. Does he? Yeah, I think he does. I'm okay. pretty sure he's still alive. Oh, I re- do you remember that? Like, it was awesome. He used to host kind of like a paranormal show. I think yes. he used to have it on like Fox or like one of those channels. Yeah, I do remember that show. I don't remember what it's called, but I do remember the show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I wish I could remember it. It was always UFOs. I always remember his UFOs. Yeah, it was uh it was pretty interesting. They had a lot of paranormal stuff on there too. It was pretty interesting. I like that show. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh by the way, so let's I'm going to shift gears into a show that I would recommend some of our fans watch. Um with some of them, some of them it might this might make them upset. Uh, but I watched before you came, like the day before you came, I watched that QAnon documentary. Uh, oh, yeah. I think it's called Into the Storm. I I think that's what it's called. And it's interesting because it takes place from like, I think it's 2017 up till the insurrection, uh, the coup attempt. And it kind of like shows how they got from point A to point B. And it really points to the guy they're pretty certain is Q which is like this dorky-ass little dude who kind of owns 4chan or, or 8chan or whatever. But uh, but yeah, it's very, very interesting if that is the guy and kind of the destruction that he's caused from that. I just imagine, like in my head, whenever you say like the guy who's Q, like behind his keyboard, whatever, I just always imagine that South Park episode, um, the World of Warcraft one, <laughs> Remember the uh, the fat guy yeah. who has no life. He just basically is on his, you know, he's a there's a real life guy who they base that character off of. But I've basically, seen, I just imagine that guy. I like, I actually think that guy you're talking about. They've Blizzard has invited him to like BlizzCon or something. Like I've seen him before. That guy, okay. you know, like the super the neck beard. The guy who just sits and plays World of Warcraft all day, eats, you know, monsters and everything on at his desk, and he never covered leaves. Covered in crumbs. Yeah, yeah, covered in crumbs. I just imagine that the QAnon guy looks like him, just like him. Eh, he, if the QAnon guy is the guy we think, then he's a, uh, he's a uh, a lot more hygienic. He's a lot more intelligent oh. too. So, or actually, I shouldn't say that. I don't really know. I don't know who this guy is, but uh, the crusty World of Warcraft player, uh, that is a stereotype out there. The, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like I haven't, I've canceled my subscription quite a while ago, but it sounds like that company might be dying after all those like uh, accusations came out and they were being sued and investigated by the 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 state of California for like um I forgot what they call it it was basically there's a lot of like sexual harassment uh things like that so 
They're in deep well, shit. There. Yeah, the problem is it's not it's not just like some like sexual harassment charges here or there. Their uh, their whole culture, uh, like all of the whole company, is basically being put into question, which is kind of like this day and age will be a real kill shot for well, any company. The the interesting thing to me is like yeah they're facing the heat, but a lot like a lot of those video game developers, like any of them, always have a lot of accusations like that. So I don't know if it's just like something about people who make video games like turn into that. I don't, it's really strange. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure. Well, it's almost kind of like, I don't want to, you know, all of the, you know, people who do, you know, like code and make stuff for the internet kind of, you don't want to like put them all into one little, one little ball there, but it is kind of like a loner type situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of, uh, not, you wouldn't really call them outcast, but you know what I mean? Like basically antisocial. There we go. It's kind of an antisocial thing to do. Like when you just kind of sit in a computer by yourself and, you know, like do computer shit all day. Even yeah. if you are working in like with a group of people, you're still doing your shit by yourself at your computer, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. That's very true. Uh, I don't, do you think video games like before? I feel like before video games were really like, oh, only nerds play video games or whatever. And I feel like that dynamic has really shifted to where it's like kind of everybody just plays games now, regardless of gender. Well, you can't really. The thing is, so those little mobile games, like there's different, like di the, the games that people play, like have little differences. So there's, you know, there's certain types of people who play, you know, you like World of Warcraft, you know, it's like no matter if it's like man or man or a woman, no matter, you know, um, basically you can kind of picture like the type of people who play it. Yeah. You can also picture the type of people who play like uh, what's some other games um, like Modern Warfare. You can picture like the Madden people. Then there's, you know, you can keep basically it's not just like the, you know, back in the 80s, it was only like the nerdy people who were thought of that played video games in 90s. Then all of a sudden, like the Segas and the Playstations and everything came out. And then it was all of a sudden all the kids. And now that they have all of these games on their mobile apps and these now adults grew up with video games. Now, basically, everyone's playing it. So it just kind of filtered its way into the culture. Right. But yeah, I, I can see there are still some games that are like kind of like made only for like the most like I guess nerdiest people you know you know what's funny actually and this is a game that you like to play that I've heard is like becoming I I would say like kind of a crusty video gamers game is Rocket League yeah so I started playing Rocket League <laughs> it, it became here's the thing so it became I'm actually slowing way the fuck down playing it just because of this. And it's getting kind of boring. It's the same fucking thing, you know, over and over again. Um, so I got it for free. It became free on Xbox during maybe January or February. And I've been playing it kind of on and off since then. And when I first got it, you know, people were nice on there. You know, there was a bunch of people who were kind of good not very you know there it, it, the whole gamut of skill level the whole gamut of you know people were nice or people were mean you know and everything in between but now it seems like it's just 
it's either people who are really sh- or people who are extremely good and everyone's a fucking asshole on that game. There's <laughs> no, toxic. there is zero, there's, so it's all toxic people. There's zero non-toxic people playing that video game right now. It's all bad. You just gotta, uh, like, I remember playing Xbox and shit before. I would just mute everybody. Any If I play games online, I usually mute everybody just for that sole purpose because I don't really want to hear uh, <laughs> little kids using the N-word or, like, little kids telling me they're going to fuck my mother or, like, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, <laughs> I don't really need to hear that. Yeah, the good thing about Rocket League is no one uses, like, the voice or I really can't hear people's voices coming through, but there are little like button commands that you can like, you know, have uh, like text come up on the screen. Oh, so basically, basically, if you're trying to like block a um, somebody takes a shot at the goal and you're trying to block it and you almost hit it, but you just barely miss it. You know, your people on your team will be like, oh, what a save, because it's supposed to be like, what a save if you get a good save. But they'll do it like facetiously, like. What a save, what a ah. save. Like you missed it, you know. They'll pull that shit. Or if you if you if you take a shot at the goal and you just barely miss, they'll be like, oh, nice shot, like five times. Trying to make you feel like an asshole. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Okay. They are uh, that's pretty toxic, dude. Yeah, they're they're pretty fucking shitty. They're uh, you know, not decent human beings. So people get pretty pretty hardcore into that. That that particular oh, yeah. game, like obviously, people on Call of Duty and uh, things like that get pretty intense. But uh, Rocket League's definitely up there. Yeah, that's the funny thing because I've been playing it for six or seven months, and I've gotten to a point where I'm like a decent player, but I know I'll never be like I've hit my ceiling pretty much of how good I can get with how much I care. You know what I mean? I looked, I was like, well, how many games have I played? And I looked and it was like 1,200 games that I've played in the past like eight or nine months. And then I was like, well, what if like the main people who are really good? So I, how how many games have they played? So I went to the leaderboard. They were in like the 80,000 to 100,000 games played. They've been playing for fucking years. (laughs) And I was just like, oh my God, these poor people, they 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 just must not have a life. Or they found the game that uh, really does it for them, and they just don't get bored of it. Um, so, how like how long is the average game on that? So there's a five minute time limit. Okay. And uh. Uh, if it goes into overtime, it might last a minute or two more. The problem is like real real time. Every time someone scores a goal, there's uh, the game pause. The the time pauses. It shows you the replay, and then it resets everything. So if it's if it's a high scoring game, that's gonna take longer than if it's one to zero game, basically. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. I did not I didn't realize I've never played I've obviously uh Adam I remember was really he was really big into that, but that is for PC. I don't know if they have like you can play PC versus uh console you, or co- or cross platform play. I don't really do you know? It it is cross pa- platform play now. So gotcha. you do the, the funny thing is um, you like sometimes like while people are playing, they'll like type out all these messages, like shit talking other players, usually on their own team, shit talking other players. And that's normally the time when the other team 
scores the goal because they're sitting there typing instead of playing. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's how salty do you get from the game? How salty? I usually get salty from people talking shit. Uh, that's on my team or on the other team. I also get salty whenever people like basically like you've got the ball and you're trying to take the shot and then someone else like tries on your own team steals the ball away from you trying to score it themselves even though you've done all the work i hate that when that happens (laughs) okay i yeah i could see that being kind of annoying um (laughs) yeah it's kind of annoying oh so change the subject again because this is getting kind of in the boring and in the weeds on this so I was going to mention before we before we jump off here. So I had another bad experience with Uber and Lyft. Okay, let's hear it. So I was uh, so I got back to Phoenix from flying back from Minnesota and I went on Lyft to see how much a a, a ride from the airport back to my house was going to be. So from on Friday when I flew out from my house to the to the Phoenix airport was $23. When I tried to fly back or when I tried to drive back or get a ride back with Lyft, it was $68 from the airport to my house. Yeah. And this was on a Tuesday at 9.45, 10 o'clock in the morning. So basically I was like, oh, well, fuck, I'm going to see what Uber is. So even though I didn't set up my account, I still had it downloaded to my phone. So I I open it up quick and I type in where I wanted to go, my address, and it said it was going to be $40. And I was like, oh, sweet, that works. So I'm sitting there waiting for my bag. So while I'm waiting for my bag, I set up my account, do all that shit, all right? My bag finally comes around. I pick it up, walk out to the little ride share place outside of the Phoenix airport for Terminal 3. I go back on my phone, retype in the address that I want to go to, and it was $104. What the fuck? Why is it it so expensive? Because it's a holiday weekend or what? Because I had just basically, because I hadn't put in my information yet. Okay. After I put in my information, and they realized that they had me, like, you know, on the app. Then they popped the price back up. So it went up from from where I was at the baggage carousel to about 60 feet away outside on the curb. That distance made it like a $100 or a $45 difference. Wait, did, did you end up taking that? No, I went by, I opened Lyft back up and Lyft had gone down to $58. So I just picked <laughs> Lyft. And then I re-uninstalled Uber for the third time. What? That's ins- that's like uh it would have been char- like cheaper to park your fucking car overnight at the airport, one of it. Well, over let's see. Over the weekend it would have been much Oh yeah, it would have been. So usually it cost about I think the last time I did it was about $24, $25 for like the five-day period in uh, the long-stay parking, whatever it is. Yeah. And But the thing is, Lyft is, you know, usually a Lyft is less than $30. So you might as well take a Lyft because then you don't have to, you know, worry about your car being there. You know, you can just kind of leave it at home. But yeah, the situation, it's it's really weird how that's kind of like working now how it can just go up like double for no apparent reason. And it's not even like there wasn't a bunch of like lift rides, like circling around the airport looking for people. There was a shit ton of cars out, but yeah. Yeah. That's just weird. I wonder if that's like a, you know, quote unquote high traffic time 
or you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't. This seems weird. I wonder if you could have like walked to it, like out. I don't know if you can even walk outside of the airport, but like walk it's, somewhere else and then try to get it and like watch the price go way down or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though Phoenix Airport is like right next to like downtown, it's right next to Phoenix, right next to Tempe. It is kind of off on its own little like large area kind of out by itself. So it would be very hard to like walk anywhere, you know? Yeah. I suppose most airports are kind of like that. Some airports are tucked right against the city. I think Chicago is kind of like that, but yeah, it's not a walk. You, you couldn't walk. I guess I could have probably maybe went and found that little train station they had and gone, taken that into the city and then probably got a much cheaper lift ride see, home. See, but. see, like, uh, so let's say Minneapolis, St. Paul, right? Like, technically, yeah. you could take the little, um, say, from you were in Terminal 1, you take the little train thing that takes you to Terminal 2, which I think is free, uh, and then from Terminal 2, you could walk to the Mall of America, but that's going to take you, you know, <laughs> like yeah. 45 minutes. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Now that you mentioned, I kind of remember one time when I came back and I was trying to get a Lyft or Uber, the price was like insane to get home just cause you're at the airport. Yeah, exactly. They, they know that if you're taking a Lyft or an Uber from the airport, they know that you don't have a car there and they know that you don't have anyone coming to pick you up. So you're kind of, you know, kind of fucked. Kind of bullshit, honestly. Especially during the day on a Tuesday when everyone's at work. You know, if it would have been a Saturday, I would have just called somebody who I have, you know, like my friends and family live probably, you know, 10 minutes away from the airport. But during the day, they can't exactly just, you know, get off of work and come pick you up. So, yeah. Yeah. That, that, God, that's kind of shitty. But I guess it's kind of uh, the double edged sword you play if you want to. Uh, yeah. have a rideshare company like that and also i guess everybody needs to uh make make money because i think uber can be kind of hard to turn a good profit on unless you're doing a lot of a lot of it right yeah pretty much i mean the company which from what i've heard the people actually driving for uber and lyft used to make pretty decent money while doing it but now the company's basically just trying to take more and more of you know, the profits for themselves. And I guess really the companies are starting to get bloated to the point where they have a lot of like back office people who they didn't really have those people before, but now they have this huge infrastructure, you know, that beast needs to keep getting fed. So kind of one of those deals. Yeah. I suppose with the app and like updated maps and yada, yada, and constantly doing maintenance on the app and fixing pro, you know, I'm it probably, like starts to get become a lot after a while. You know what I mean? And you can't forget all the money that they have to stuff into politicians pockets <laughs> to keep, to keep their business on the level, you know, very you gotta true. remember that too. Very true. Those politicians, uh, uh, sex workers, they got to buy for them are yeah. quite expensive sometimes. <laughs> I thought you were saying the politicians were the sex workers, but well, I mean, you know, they're, I'm they're, sure for the right price, for the right price, you probably could get it. I mean, yeah, you could say they're whores for money uh, in any extent, but uh, but yeah, I suppose they have to keep greasing the wheels to make sure that there isn't some law passed that bans Uber or some 
horseshit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or like the anti-traffic congestion laws that we were talking about during that episode, trying to trying to keep those things out of the law books and everything. Well, I guess the sex worker politicians, I guess you could say Lindsey Graham, but, you know, <laughs> the whole power bottom situation he, that he does. He has he has plenty of uh, uh, friend roommates that live His, with him. Uh, <laughs> dude, that's just dude, a bunch of dudes. Yeah, a bunch of guys hanging out. Dude, the, that dude would do anything for fucking a payout. I don't think there's anybody in Congress who would do more for a payout uh, than that man. <laughs> Like he just seemed him and maybe Ted Cruz, they would do anything you asked them if you if you grease their wheel a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, that's a, he ahead. shows up on the OnlyFans. <laughs> but he'd probably even finally admit that he's actually the Zodiac killer for enough money. Um, do you remember when that was going around? Yes, I do remember. It was hilarious. <laughs> that shit was pretty pretty fucking funny. Well, uh, Phil, we've been going for a while here. Do you have any more? Uh, pressing information you would like to talk about before we get out of here? Nope, not really anything. Just, uh, you know, check out the Patreon. Uh, we actually we actually did watch a bunch of shitty movies this weekend. And uh, coming from that, the next two or three um, Patreon watch-along movies or Patreon review movies uh, we're going to have. So check that out. At uh, what is it? www.patreon.com slash subliminal deception. You nailed it. Yeah, I think yep. we we I think we have um, kind of nailed on the head the next movie we're gonna do, which I would guess for a lot of people, not just Phil and I, might be a uh, childhood treasure movie that maybe you thought was better than it actually was. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Uh, but uh but yeah, like Phil said, thank you to everybody who's cho- chosen to support us on Patreon. Head over to the link if you have not yet and you would ch- like to support us, throw a few bucks at us. Uh anything helps. Otherwise, you know, we're going to be back next week with a regularly scheduled episode. We just kind of it was kind of a weird week. Phil was visiting you know, not enough time to put an episode together, but we'll be back next week. Don't you worry. I hope everyone had a great Labor Day weekend, had a lot of, uh, I don't know what do people usually do. Grill, go to some sort of body oh, yeah. of water, visit people, have adult beverages. Uh, for some of you who are into that, I hope everyone had a good week. Uh, Phil and I, I had an awesome time with you, Phil. Thanks for coming to yeah. Minnesota. It's too bad. Thanks you, for having me. Yeah, absolutely. It's too bad you couldn't take that uh, fresh air with you back to Arizona, oh. but what are you going to do? Yeah, it was uh, definitely good. Got to uh, eat some of the food that I missed. We got those Casey's pizzas. Also, I actually tried that, what was that, Texas Roadhouse Hell yeah. for the first time. Fuck. Holy shit, they do a fucking steak. Yeah. Like, I always make I always make fun of those chain steakhouses, but that shit was for real. I couldn't, that was the best tasting steak I probably had in 10 years. Honestly, that place reminds me a lot of the movie uh, uh, from Waiting. Uh, yes. fucking shenanigans or whatever they call it there. Reminds me a lot of that, but I think it's they are not putting pubes in the food or anything. It's actually a very, very nice restaurant. Very good. Very fairly priced, I think. Get a lot yeah. of food. So, all right, guys. Well, I've been Cody, and that has been Phil. Thank you all for listening to this little banter episode, and we will be back next week with I have no idea, but uh, Phil's going to deliver us another beautiful conspiracy mystery whatever uh we'll see you guys next week thanks guys <laughs>